Hey everyone, this is your host Javier and Daniel, and you're listening to the Brown Sound Podcast. We're just two brown best amigos talking about everything and anything through a Latino and indigenous perspective. In this podcast, expect some tears, joy, and definitely laughter. Imagine sitting around a table with your best friends but sober, or you can have a drink too because we don't judge. Well... Hey yo, hey yo, hey yo, what is up? This is the first episode of Brown Sound Podcast. I don't even know how to introduce myself like that. I was like, hey yo, hey yo, hey yo. I don't know if I was going. What's going on? Are we going with the hey yo, hey yo, hey yo, what's up? No. Um, yeah, well, well, hey, it's the very first episode of Brown Sound Podcast, and I am one of your hosts, Daniel Spaulding. Daniel Spaulding. Indian Reservation. Um, yeah, uh, my introduction is uh, my name is in the Nespers language, but in the language of the Soyapo, which is English. I am Daniel Spaulding, and I am a proud Nimipu citizen. I'm from Lapway, and I live on the Nespers Indian Reservation. Okay, how do I, how do I beat that? Do I? <laughs> oh, now do it in Spanish. Yeah, yeah just uh, speak Spanish, then cheek eggs. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if it would be as authentic for me to just, you know, do my introduction first in Spanish, but I do want to say that um, I am bilingual. I speak English and Spanish. My name is Javier Gomez Garcia, and I am the proud son of immigrants. I born and raised in Caldwell, Idaho, and... You know, a little bit on me is I'm big on family. I am Mexican-American and born and raised in the U.S., so I have that perspective. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> what? <laughs> what um, are your car's windows tinted? Are they not? That'll explain a lot. Just yeah. kidding. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right, so that's still something that I need to do. <laughs> oh, so you're one of um, those ones. Have... <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Anytime I have friends uh, hop in the car, they're like, dude, I feel like I'm in a fishbowl. <laughs> <laughs> for your birthday, I'm going to just set up an appointment and get your windows tinted for you. <laughs> you know what? But, but I do drive a Honda Civic. So, you know, I mean, <laughs> what kind of... What kind of street cred do I really have? (laughs) You're like, yeah, I grew up in Caldwell. Like, you know, that was... It's definitely one of those cars that when cops see, they're like, "Eh," you know, like I'm probably never going to get pulled over. Yeah. (laughs) And then they see me driving by with my dark tint and my rims and my big tires on my Jeep. They're probably like, who's this? Just kidding. (laughs) No, that's funny. I saw you flex a little right there. Okay. (laughs) You know, I'm very humble. (laughs) No, so, you know, one thing that we wanted to do with this podcast though obviously was connect to our listeners and and people like that so with that with that being said we wanted to do the brown sound shout out of the week so with each episode we will be giving out a shout out to someone who we feel like i guess needs a shout out or (laughs) deserves one (laughs) (laughs) definitely someone who inspires us who we know is out there uplifting our communities making a difference and that's what we're about, and we want to recognize the folks that do the same. Yes. So who's your who's your Brown Sounds shout-out of the week? Well, my Brown Sound shout-out of the week goes to my other brown friend, Kiani Canales. <laughs> she is uh, down there living in San Juan, Puerto Rico, working for the public 
health department and I believe she's like you know helping the island fight against like hepatitis and things like that so shout out to Keanu Canales she's down there living the good island life she's you know doing good things so shout out shout out to Keanu and my my shout out is gonna be to somebody we both know also who has made a huge impact on many people, not just today and not just right now, but Mm -hmm. always and forever. And actually, she's one of the reasons for why we even started working together in radio back in the college days when we had Sal y Limon, which was our very first diverse and Spanish playing a a Spanish song playing um, radio show. And so the person I'm actually referring to is our good friend and mentor and auntie and novia (laughs) (laughs) all around good person lethia boteo so she's been hyping me up about the show she's been really great about giving me some feedback uh she even suggested we should get a is it called a pen pantheon panties (laughs) we should get panties (laughs) okay well that's not my thing but Patreon, that's it. So, um, anyways, (laughs) Lethia's out there doing the work, helping us do better every day and everybody, and... uh you know, she's, she's out there doing that. And yes. so shout out to her. Shout out to Lethia. She has donated so much to my people at our local casino. So big <laughs> shout out to Lethia. Much love from this Nimi Poo tribal member. <laughs> but yeah. Oh well, Cheek since uh, we kind of touched on Sally Limon, we should definitely let our listeners know who we are and how did we, you know, start being friends. We're like on what, year 10 or 11 now on friendship, so <laughs> we're uh, definitely, we've been, you know, we've seen some things. <laughs> that We've seen some things, we've done some things. <laughs> we definitely experienced some crazy things in this 10 to 11 years of friendship. <laughs> And you know what, Chigex, uh, and that's another thing, too. We've been friends for so long. We have a lot of inside jokes. For anybody out there listening, if we ever say Chigex, Chigex is just a gender-neutral term for Chico or Chica. It just means dude or person. So, um... We're very yeah, inclusive here. We're very woke. We're, <laughs> yeah. We're, um... Yeah, we're definitely people who... who and, and that's actually one of the things that people were asking me about. Why are you starting this? Tell us a little bit about, like, what is it? And so to begin, um, I think explaining a little bit on us. So beyond what I already did in my introduction, I am a first-generation college student, someone who navigated college for the very first time. So I did graduate from the University of Idaho. I joined a Latino fraternity, Lambda Theta Phi, and... You know, I was just very involved, and I, I, from that, and just working in higher education all these years, I've just developed this passion for helping people. So I really like to create opportunities for people who would never have them, and I like to remove barriers for people when I know that that's something that might uh, stop them from pursuing something better. And so I always speak with love and positivity. Um, my mind's always like, how do we help people? How do we uplift people? And that, that was a big part of why I wanted to start this podcast. A lot of people are very privy to what indigenous and Latino communities face um, or live or breathe or, you know, experience. And so that's part of the work of what I'm trying to do in being a part of this 
this podcast, this opportunity. And so one of the things that we never talk about is how special, how great Latino and indigenous communities are, how welcoming people are, how our cultures are very rich, how we're big on tradition, how everything revolves about around the family, mm-hmm. right? And our, our need to um, uplift and help our families do better, right? Communities are yep. huge. And so that's where I'm coming from. That's why I want to be a part of this. That's why I'm here. <laughs> Woo! Preach! <laughs> yeah, I think for me, why, you know, what has led me to want to be a part of this podcast as well. We've talked about it for like over a year, so we're finally getting it going. You know, you got to speak <laughs> things into existence. Sometimes it takes a little bit longer than usual, but that's okay. Um <laughs> I think for me, what I really want to put out there, I guess, or if people can learn from this or take from this podcast is that indigenous people, you know, although we have a lot of similarities, we're not all just the same group. You know, we're not a monolith of like people. We all have, you know, we have a lot of different um, cultures and traditions and languages and customs. I do want to be able to teach listeners about, you know, indigenous cultures and um, well, obviously not the ones that I'm not a part of because I can only talk about my own, but we do have a lot of differences and similarities and stuff. And I think it's important that we also do this in like a way of having humor because humor is a huge part of like our culture and that is something that you know I think many communities of color has in common is our our humor since humor is always like funny top-notch like probably some of the best you know humor there is out there so that's uh, one thing that I hope people can take away from this is that they learn a little bit more about the indigenous people in the United States and um, also whose land that they're you know on because there's not a trail or a mountain or anything out there that once was like not native land so So I hope people can do their own research on like land acknowledgement and stuff like that or whatever tribe is in the area that they're living in. So, um, yeah, that's something that I hope people could take from this. Other than that, hopefully they have a good laugh, too, because that's what I like to do is entertain (laughs) people. (laughs) And that's actually a good transition into what's led us here. So as mentioned earlier, we got our start in college. So we actually both hosted a radio show called Sal y Limon. And... One of the cool things about this radio show was that um, I had always wanted to do it. I was very interested in pursuing a radio show on campus. And I remember I had applied a couple times to KUOI, which is our local college radio station. And I never, I never got a reply and I never had like a, yeah, you got it, right? And so I remember talking to one of my mentors, so Lithia Bateo, another shout out um, to you. I, I let her know what I was trying to do, and I said, hey, I've never, I've never gotten any kind of reply, but I'm really interested. And she had said, Javi, I know the person in charge of that. Submit your application. Let me know when you do that, and I'll give them a call. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember that two days after I submitted my application, I get an email, and they said, congratulations, you got a spot. And not only was it um, a, like a cool spot, it was like a very coveted spot, a primetime spot. Mm-hmm. So it was like 6 to 8.30, you know, something that everybody wanted. And so from there, you and I kind of started, you know, going, going, um, going with it, going with the flow. And I do need to give a shout out to uh, Junior Resendiz, who's one of our yep. 
you know, good friends who's out there living the life in Portland, being a, a therapist. And if, if you're on Instagram, make sure to follow him, Brown Queer Therapist. Um, and so Junior and I developed this idea. He had to step back a little bit and he'd come in and out. And Daniel ultimately stepped in and helped uh, get keep that program running. And so the, what we would do during that show is uplift, um, definitely do uplifting, um, you know, give shout outs to our friends, highlight some of the cool multicultural and diverse events happening on campus. But also we highlighted Latino artists and music and that had, that had not been done before. Mm-hmm. The other cool thing about our program was that we would just get on there and talk smack, um, <laughs> you know, be entertaining. Um, actually, one of the big things on Latino and indigenous uh, communities is we're huge on humor and laughter. And so we'd make sure and go on there and terrorize some of our friends. Yeah. <laughs> you remember doing that? <laughs> Definitely terrorizing is like a way of showing love in a lot of native communities you know it's like you just grow up getting terrorized and uh it definitely has probably made me who i am today just give me tough skin you know so (laughs) (laughs) shout out to the the old terrorizing ways (laughs) (laughs) well and and that's definitely the thing though right so if you're if you get teased that means you're loved that's that's the way our community show love and if you're not well you know that's when you're probably like i should work on that relationship (laughs) because because i don't love you just kidding (laughs) if i'm not picking on you i don't love you no right and so um i was like what does cardi b cardi b say if uh if i speak to you i don't i don't fuck with you And I'm pretty sure we can cuss. It's a podcast, right? I believe it's explicit language is okay. But if my mom's listening, I'm sorry, mom. I'm like, you kiss your mom with that? (laughs) No. I'm like, mom, if you're listening, I didn't mean that. (laughs) Well, hey, well, that leads us to, you know, our next segment here. One thing that I think people um, enjoy when they hang out with me a lot of times is I kind of just say what's on my mind and sometimes it's not like in the best uh, delivery I don't think you know sometimes it could be like I can't believe you just said that you know so <laughs> a lot of times I feel like my mouth is getting me in trouble so with that being said I thought we'd be good if we come up with like a shades of brown shady questions <laughs> you know I get to ask or anyone gets to ask uh, three shady questions and you can only get out of one of them so you have to answer two at least okay so so you're gonna ask three questions and anybody on the podcast so if we have future guests yep then they would need to answer two of the three questions is that right yep okay i'm ready let's do it and it's all for good fun you know i'm always a good i I like a good a good funny shady moment (laughs) (laughs) okay so my first uh shady question is is there any friendship or relationship from your past that you miss? And out of all your friends, whose dress style are you least impressed with? <laughs> and if you entered a contest that would give you $1 million to call someone who would not pick up their phone, who would you call? Okay, so I need to pick two out of the three questions. Um, or you can even answer start. all three. <laughs> All right, so I think I would say, um, and are you answering these two? Um, sure. Okay. Oh, if I have to. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I'm ne- never scared, Cheekicks. All right, so if there was any friendship or relationship that you missed 
from the past. Yeah, so this one's kind of easy. I had a good friend uh, that I was friends with since I was in second grade. And actually... Oh, I thought know, this was going somewhere funny. else. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. My bad. Oh, Didn't I'm, mean to cut I'm, you off. My I'm, bad. <laughs> <laughs> about to deliver a uh, story. No, so when I was young, when I was um, younger, this friend, their family, um, you know, we, we got really close. And so I remember in fifth grade, I wanted to join orchestra. <laughs> Just the nerdy thing. And... I wanted to play the cello, and one of the things about joining this was you had to play like a yearly fee or something to rent out your cello, and I remember talking to my family about it, and I grew up um, low income, and that's definitely not a secret, you know, but I uh, remember that my, I remember asking, or just my family, you know, couldn't pay it, or I don't remember what it was, and um, the next day I remember showing up, and the the music teacher came up to me and was like, hey, you know, I just want to let you know that you're really loved. Um, somebody, you know, some, some, uh, what did she say? Like, so uh, anonymous donor has like paid for your cello rental. And so, you know, just want to let you know that you'll be able to, to participate. And I ended up finding out years later that it had been my friend's mom that, that paid that for me. And, you know, it was kind of like a cool little, mm-hmm. aw. <laughs> mm. um, but my my friend and I have since lost touch. Just I moved away, and I think my friend lost, you know, changed phone numbers. Or I, I don't really remember, like, what kind of led to it, but they don't have social media. So now all these years later, I just haven't been able to connect. <laughs> and... I do just want to say, just in general, for any friendship or relationship or, you know, in the past that I've had that, you know, we're no longer there or connected mm-hmm. or close, I, I just always wish the best for people. I really hope that they're out there thriving and no ill will. I'm all about positive energy out there, and so I, I hope everybody's doing well. <laughs> well, that's nice. And, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, any past friend that ever did me wrong, they can kiss the bottom of a rock and step on it without <laughs> no shoes on. I'm just kidding. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Well, those are heartfelt stories, cheek eggs. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I kind of ruined the shady question. I made it emotional. <laughs> oh, dang. Well, uh, that's and, a... Uh, yeah, so question number two, entering a contest, who wouldn't pick up and I'd get a million dollars? It's no secret, my sister-in-law, Chavs, never oh. picks up her phone. <laughs> That's so like funny. So, um, yeah, I mean, definitely if I, like, you know, crashed and was, like, in a ditch somewhere, Chavs, I probably wouldn't call first because she's just, you know. But I would say this, I would call her because I know she wouldn't answer, and I'd share half of my money with her because, you know, we we we'd definitely be winning it. <laughs> yeah. That's that's funny. I I that's a good question. I don't know who I would. <laughs> yeah, and I'll just skip the least impressed <laughs> dress <friend. laughs> Yeah, I think people are going to find out when listening to this podcast that Javier is probably the more nicer one <laughs> out of the friendship duo. No. Um I think for me if there's any friendship or relationship in the past that I miss, um you know, a lot of the times I feel like, you know, the universe is so 
like huge that I could I don't ever say never say never you know so like on rekindling old friendships or or old flames or whatever I'm always like never say never because I never know and uh but if there's one that I can pick that I miss yeah I would say there's probably one there's one that I do miss um it was a friend that I knew pretty much my whole childhood into adult adult life and uh they were there for me during times where uh it was like really dark for me and vice versa you know they were going through some things and I was there for them but you know sometimes you come to the end of the road of the people and it is what it is <laughs> so that's that <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah so so deuces. Um, and when pe- it's so weird because, like, when people ask, like, oh, what about? And I'm like, who? Like, I don't remember. <laughs> I just, for- huh? Who? You know, once I who you, you're pretty much done. You know, there's no going back after the who. <laughs> but um, if, okay, so that's that. I'm not definitely going to say no names, though. <laughs> Out of all your friends whose dress style you are least impressed with oh you doing that one um you know well honestly that's kind of a tough one because i feel like all of like our friend group like well i guess my friends group your friend group is a little different Uh, (laughs) um i feel like out of like my close friend circle i feel like a lot of us dress pretty you know pretty good for you know I don't know, um, that I'm least impressed. Okay, New York, okay, New York Fashion Week, we see you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just, I, I, trying to think, because, like, I feel like, I mean, yeah, we have, like, mutual friends, but I wouldn't consider it, like, a huge friend group that I'm, like, in. Right. So, um, out of my close friends and my circle, there's a style that I'm least impressed with. I don't, that's a tough one, because I, I feel like I... Yeah. I feel like you dress really so, well. Mateo dresses really well. You know. Um, right. Right. So like, but but you can't answer with like, well, I can't pick because we all dress. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know, like, but I'm trying to think of who I wouldn't <laughs> dress like. You know, like. Um. Well, okay. So I guess I mean, hopefully they don't hate me for this. Um, it's always out. It's always out of good love and good, you know, good, good fun. I guess uh, whose style that I probably wouldn't wear or some something like I don't wear the chacos, you know, those sandals. Like I'm not big on those, so I would probably might have to say, Little John, I'm sorry, I couldn't do chacos. Um, but hey, if they work for you, then that's that's all it what, what it comes with, what it comes down to is if it works for you and you like it, that's on that's on you, you know. And little John is a close friend of ours, yeah. um, so. But I mean, other than that, I I couldn't think of. I mean, because I feel like everyone just dresses how you know everyone has their own style. Although I will yeah. say, remember during your birthday um, weekend when we all went to the winery, and I was like mad that my outfit that I packed because I because so for people that are listening, I don't live Javier and I don't live in the same town, and so no, so for his birthday, I I went down to Caldwell to visit, and that's about five five hours from where I live, and uh, I so I packed the wrong jeans for <laughs> for the birthday doings, and I remember I was like low key mad like at myself like. Oh, I can't believe I packed the wrong jeans. But then I, in my head, too, I was like, well, at least I know I'm not going to be, like, the worst dress that's going to be in the group. <laughs> <laughs> but um, at least, you know, hey, it is what it is. And uh, if there's 
a contest where I could win a million dollars for someone who would answer a phone if I called. So would not answer, right? Oh, yeah, who wouldn't answer if I no. called. Well, I guess I – well, so am I just going to answer them all? <laughs> answer them all. Okay. I guess, uh, if there's someone that I would, would call that I know wouldn't answer, I would say probably my niece Shaylee. Cause my niece, it's weird. It's weird though, cause she's always on her phone. But like sometimes I'll like try to call or Facetime, and then she like just lets it ring. So <laughs> I would probably say I my mean, niece. Um, I mean, I think I think calling someone or even fa- like cold calling or Facetiming somebody these days. Yeah, it's no, like, don't do it's it. It's like it's like if you're gonna it's like if you're gonna come visit, you need a text before you ask. Like, yeah, you need to ask if you could call and then. <laughs> yeah, normally I'm not. Yeah, normally I'm not a big Facetime. But most of the time, if I ever call my niece, it's usually for something like quick, like oh, hey, I need to ask you a question, or you know, just something quick like that. But if it's like yeah. just a friend calling me, don't Facetime me, don't call me just off the back, and let me know first you know so right, right. but well i guess i answered all the questions so, yeah. <laughs> so i guess so so this concludes our you know shades of brown shady questions <laughs> all right chica so a lot of people are wondering all our millions of followers because that's that's how many we have right now yeah. we're basically <laughs> social media influencers <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we they're they're really wanting to know how we became friends. You know how to to give a little context to what this podcast is going to be about and why we're collaborating efforts on this. Um, yeah, let's begin. So we we met in college. So yeah. I, I remember <laughs> that at one of the biggest recruitment events at the University of Idaho Palooza Fest. Right, mm-hmm. I was out there tabling for a student group that I was a part of. And one of the things on Palooza Fest is you really need to go out of your way to be a little bit more like, you know, outgoing because you're trying to recruit more students into your club. And so I remember seeing young little, a young, fresh-faced, doughy little <laughs> Daniel. <laughs> a little PYT, you know, I was a little tenderoni, <laughs> tenderoni walking down 6th Street in Moscow. <laughs> so... So he he's walking by in shorts, and I remember flip flops for some reason. I just remember you wearing flip flops, and and you know I was like, okay, yeah, I see flip flops, and uh, he happens to walk by, and I was like, hey, hey, you, like all creepy, hey, he's all, you want oh. some candy? <laughs> But I remember being like, hey, what's up? Like, you know, come come over here. And he was all me, you know, but he was all walking by himself. Palooza Fest is this big event where usually people walk in with like a big, you know, like a group of friends. So it's not mm-hmm. like awkward meeting new people. And I just remember he was out there by himself. And so I like called him over and we started doing some small talk because you got a way to be like, oh, you know, who are you? Where are you from? What's going on? And right off the bat, he mentioned that he was Nas Purse and that, you know, he was one of the only few people out of his, like, you know, class that had come up to to U of I. Maybe you were the only one, but, you know, you can share about that yeah. in a second. And I just remember being like, oh, yeah, sign up to get more information on our club. And, you know, I, I learned, though, too, that he had an older sister and I actually knew her because she I think that year that I started, she was just graduating or was on her way out mm-hmm. and so um i we talked about that and um luckily i had had the opportunity of working for the native american student center uh every summer for a few summers i worked on, uh, as a residential mentor and um 
the program was called Helping Orient Indian Students and Teachers, so it was like a STEM program to get indigenous youth exposed to one college, and then also some of these majors and careers that they could embark in, right, to get more of these students in, interested in STEM. And so there's all these students from the um, Nespris Reservation that had come up and that I knew, and so I was able to ask him about some of those students, and he didn't know, you didn't know everybody, but I think you knew their families or the last names, like, rung a bell. Um, and so I remember asking him, um, I was like, yeah, if you're not busy later, we're going to be at, um, we're going to be playing some kickball, you should come out. And I thought that, that'd be the last that I'd see of him. But he ended up showing up to play kickball in his sandals. No, his no. <laughs> Didn't not that dumb? I can't be showing up with flip flops. I was like, "You're playing that?" Okay, oh, no, but he showed up, and you know, from there, it's kind of just magic. <laughs> I was like, "Well, you know, when I first when I was walking, and all I heard was Javier like, hey, hey,' and I kind of looked in my then I was thinking in my head like, I was like, oh, like you know, I don't speak Spanish, I don't know, like do I go up to the table." <laughs> Do I go up to the table? What do I do? Do I be like, hola? You know, I didn't know. You're, you're <laughs> like, oh, I'll have two tacos. Yeah. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I remember, I remember Palooza Fest, and I remember what, well, because like you said, you know, I remember mentioning to you before that when I was a freshman up at U of I, I was... I think the only one from my from my graduating class, so I didn't have no friends. And like growing up on the res, we're very limited to um, diversity. So like there wasn't a whole lot of like non-native people that I was very familiar with being around. You know, I was mostly around tribal members like myself. So going to U of I, having no friends, and then like I'm like okay, like I could be friends with these guys because they're brown. We all look alike. <laughs> You know, and then I was, like, right. kind of, like, intimidated by, like, the white people because I've never been around so many. So I'm like, oh, my gosh, you know, like, what do I talk about with them? Like, you know, and and I have, you know, um, I think, obviously, I think anyone, if you go to any type of college, you do, your, your mind, like, it grows and it expands to a way where you can, like, see things from a different view or from, you know, things like that. So I think uh, with with our friendship, you know, I, you were one of, like, my, my very first, like, Latino friends. And so getting to learn more about, like, your culture and, like, being around your family and just being you know, around you all, it is, it, there was a lot of similarities that I seen in like native culture, you know, like you said, we're really big on family. We're really big on like terrorizing and laughing, having a good time, drinking, just kidding. <laughs> 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 you know, but I mean, and I think that's, you know, I think that's something that, um, a lot of, you know, little res kids can relate with is we don't, we're not exposed to a lot of different cultures other than our own growing up on the res. So like going to U of I, being from the reservation a small town my graduating class i think was like 27 people like it was really small you know and um and that was just it was different and so i i definitely appreciate um all the things that you have shared with me and just getting to learn about your people and your culture and everything that comes with it you know and your mom's food is like my favorite you know she has the best <laughs> rice <laughs> i will stand she, by that <laughs> i mean yes she does yes she does you know and and I want to share that, Daniel, you were one of the very first Native friends that I ever had. <laughs> so, 
And, you know, I've, I've shared this with you, and we laugh about it now, but growing up in fourth grade, we went through Idaho history. What they teach you is that the native communities, I, I, and we used to use the word Indian, um, you know, <laughs> and, and we can talk about, like, what words are appropriate to use. And not. Yeah, that could be for but another episode. Definitely another episode. Um, but I, we learned that the natives willingly wanted to help and, you know, gave their land and wanted to... <laughs> And it's centered around Thanksgiving, right? So that's the story. And you don't learn about the genocide and the historical trauma, you know, mm-hmm. boarding schools. There's all these things that you start to learn about later. And so I obviously didn't knew that. And I actually played Chief Joseph. <laughs> my chief. My and, chief. Right. And then... Right, and do you want to tell folks who Chief Joseph is, for, like, really quick? Like, what, yeah, what so, that person means? so Chief Joseph was one of, like, the very well-known um, and well-respected chiefs of my tribe. Uh, he, you know, well, and another thing, too, in, in, in Esper's culture is we have a lot of different bands. So each band is, like, from this family, that family, whatever. And so the Chief Joseph, um, he was, you know, a, a very well-known, you know, um, He was the one that, like, didn't want to settle to the, like, colonizer mindset. So he left, you know, the Lapua area and things like that. So he's a well-known, well-known, respected Nimipu leader in in our culture. Right. And he's actually on your logo, right? Yeah, he's actually. Yeah, so our Nespers tribe, our government side, um, he's actually our logo for for the tribe. And, yep. So, right. And then. (laughs) How weird is it that all these years later we have this connection <laughs> where I played, I played it, and I, I remember having like some kind of like war bonnet, and the the teacher I had gave me like moccasins she had bought somewhere that I wore with jeans or something like. So she probably so chose. Like, and, she as I say, she probably chose you too because you're probably the only brown person in the class. She was like, "You look like an Indian. Let me bring you up here." <laughs> Yeah, and so, and so, um, and even working with some of my students, right? When I did Hoist, helping orient Indian students and teachers, mm-hmm. we had all these students that, like, kind of broke me into like understanding that humor is huge, that it helps heal, right? Mm-hmm. Because um, a lot of my students had these situations in home lives where they didn't live with their primary family members, or like, you know, somebody else was was, you know, new guardian, or yeah. you know. And a lot of times I would hear the conversations my students would have. And, you know, to me, it would be like, oh, my gosh, you know, I'm here like, <laughs> oh, I, you know, sorry to hear, you know, that's that's where I was at. Mm-hmm. But my students would like share their stories and then laugh and crack jokes about them. And then I learned like that. No, that's how we heal from some of the trauma. That's how we use humor to like cope or move on or, you know. And so that that's huge in like. That's huge for Latino communities also. Sometimes, like, we joke about some things, but it's, like, that's that's how we move on. That's how we yeah. learn to cope. That's how we, yeah. And so being able to even just interact with your family and when I go up and, and you know, food. And I remember the very first time that I met your family, I was a little nervous because I was, like, you know, I'm, I'm stepping into their homes. I definitely don't want to be disrespectful. But your family, just the way they operate, that community feel just the cracking jokes right away i felt at home right away and i remember meeting your dad and he cracked the joke on tail <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah and, 
and we and I was like, whoa, but it was funny, so I just laughed because it came out of nowhere. It's so funny. And so, and and yeah, so your family's just been super nice. Every time I'm up there, I just feel like family. And so that that is our communities are very similar in that way. Mm-hmm. It's just the family feel and how we how we connect is definitely very special. Yeah, yeah, I feel like. Um native humor could be a r- really like abrupt you know at times but it's it's a lot of times you know there's a saying that's like said across throughout like native communities they always say like laughter is medicine or like you know like things like that and and it's what it is you know i feel like um humor has been a, a good like uh i think it's a way of how people deal with trauma you know, kind of just like yep. you can be going through the worst things, but you can still crack that little joke in there. Like, that's how I am anyways. Like, and every time if I'm going through it, it's like I'm still going to have a little joke here and there. But, uh, yeah, definitely I feel like humor is what connects a lot of us as people of color. So, yeah, I think that, like, you know, humor definitely is something that we, you know, all just use to cope with stuff. So, um so for the listeners out there, whenever you litter or throw garbage outside your car, you know, once that garbage hits the ground, a native starts to cry. Just kidding. <laughs> just, you ever see that old commercial, though? Have you ever seen the old commercial where, like, that uh, car is driving by and they throw up a bunch of, I think it was, like, a McDonald's bag or something. They had, like, a fast food. They, like, throw the fast food. They threw the fast food garbage out on the freeway. And, like, it's, like, something about, like, don't. It's, like, a don't litter campaign. But they had, like, this native. It shows him in the next scene and he, like, looks at the camera and he has like a tear coming down his eye (laughs) that's like very stereotypical like you know obviously that wasn't like written by a native person but i think it was just it was like a don't litter campaign but (laughs) it's something funny you know (laughs) well and i think one of the you know as as we wrap up the podcast one of the things to, to also keep in mind to everybody is that as we move forward and definitely you know, move on into our next episodes. I do want to share that Daniel and I are not the know-all, be-all of mm-hmm. Latino and indigenous communities. We're just here to share, like, our perspectives and yep. and our stories because, you know, storytelling is powerful and mm-hmm. it can help and influence people and get you to understand different, you know, perspectives. And aside from that, you'll get to know us so well that you might want to date us. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, DMs are definitely open. Uh, uh, what is that? What is that famous TikTok thing? Take me out to dinner or whatever. <laughs> Bing bong. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but I mean, but all jokes aside, um, no, definitely stay with us because we will be covering some interesting topics, um, especially from you know friendship, college life, yep. immigration coming to the u.s family we are going to talk about body positivity we are two you know voluptuous (laughs) (laughs) curvy beautiful brown men (laughs) (laughs) and uh we got to talk a little bit about about that how we feel about it and you know what how we see ourselves mm-hmm. and how community and, <laughs> and our cultures play into that. Um, and we also want to talk about superstitions in yeah. the Latino and indigenous communities. We want to talk about, you know, ma- expectations for men in our community. Mm-hmm. So whether that be machismo, toxic masculinity, gender expectations, right? We want to talk about religion. And that's just a little snippet of what's to come. So we want to thank you all for sticking with us this yes. episode. We really look forward to seeing you next time. Um, but thanks. Yes, he mac is cut CIO. That means huge thank you in Nest Purse and Nimi Putimt, and also to throughout. 
the podcast, if you hear me speaking some Nimi Putemp, I will probably try to put the translations in the show notes just so people know what I'm saying. Sometimes, you know, people just, I mean, our languages are so, you know, very different. So, yeah. And so I guess with that being said, um, we did want to highlight at the end of every episode, highlight a Latinx and indigenous owned business so with that being said who would you like to highlight yeah so for our brown sound business shout out as we wrap up i would really like to give a shout out to um a business that is owned by someone that's a close personal friend who's who i know is out there doing the best to help and uplift our communities um and this particular business is called oye chamoy natis you can actually follow her on Instagram at uh, Oye Chamoy Natis. And uh, what she, her product is chamoy. So if you've ever had, you know, that chamoy and tahine around the rim of any mm-hmm. of the drinks, you know, it's very popular in restaurants. Um, she makes her own. And so it's, it's a really cool established business. The logo is really awesome. And she also makes um, candies with chamoy that you could purchase. But really awesome business owned by a really great person. Support our Latinx, Latino small businesses. This is one of them. Yes, and it, and it's so good, the chamoy. It's like, it's it's top notch. And for me, the business, the indigenous owned business that I would like to highlight is also a good friend of mine, a classmate. We grew up with each other. She has her own beadwork business. So she is beadwork by Michaela LLC. That is Michaela Thompson on Instagram. Her Instagram handle is beadwork by Michaela. She has a website. It's beadworkbymichaela.com. She sells all kinds of different beaded pieces. So like hats, you know, purses, medallions. There's all kinds of awesome work that she does. So if you have a chance to check out beadwork by Michaela on Instagram, go and do that. It's, I feel like her work is so, it's so like luxury for the fellows out there or the ladies. If you want to buy your significant other a nice gift, Definitely check out Beadwork by Michaela because she has everything from earrings to purses to hats, different type of beadwork items. So yes, check her out. So shout out to I, Michaela. Yeah, Chicas, if I if I I mean I've seen some of the work she's done. Your medallion was amazing. Yes. Um, the the hat your mom has that that uh, that she wore. I, I remember seeing that in the picture. Mm-hmm. Beadwork is on point. So this is someone to definitely go and support. Definitely go and check out her work because it speaks for itself. So I, yeah, I echo this 100%. Well, alrighty, I guess that's that's it for today. Make sure to stay tuned. Follow us on Instagram at Brown Sound Podcast for more, you know, sneak peeks or just to interact with us. That's where you can catch us. Yeah, and for anyone who would like to partner or have any kind of business opportunities developed, you can email us at brownsoundpodcast208 at gmail.com. Disclaimer, the thoughts and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and hosts only. Cut CIO for listening to the Brown Sound Podcast. We had a blast with y'all today. Make sure to tune in next time. To follow us more closely, check us out on Instagram at the Brown Sound Podcast. For partnership opportunities or to get a hold of us, email us at brownsoundpodcast208 at gmail.com.